0: Today's sermon title is Hineni. It is a Hebraic word, and it means, here I am. Here I am. That was what Moses said to God when he heard God calling his name out of the burning bush. Hineni, here I am. That was what Abraham also said when God called him. Genesis says, after these things, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am, Hinnani. Here I am. What a wonderful response that we can make when God Calls us. In this short phrase, Here I am, we see humility, willingness, openness, and acceptance. We see ourselves laying down everything before God and leaving ourselves totally in God's hands. Here I am. I am ready to do anything. And that was what Isaiah said. In the temple he met God. And this is what Isaiah said. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me, He my friends, it requires courage to be able to say ni. When Abraham said "Hineni" to God, he did it with courage, not knowing what that would entail. What he heard from God after he said ni was too much for Abraham. To bear. It wasn't easy. God said to Abraham. Take your son. Your only son Isaac. Whom you love. And go to the land of Moriah. And offer him there as a burnt offering. On one of the mountains that I will show you. That was very difficult. For Abraham to carry on. So when you say, Hineni, you see it with courage, without knowing what that would entail. That was what Moses experienced too. What God asked Moses to do was too much for Moses to take. This is what God said. The cry of the Israelites has now come to me. I have also seen how the Egyptians oppressed them. So come, I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Egypt, that's where Moses did not want to go. Moses was a murderer in Egypt. He had a painful past and memory in Egypt. He ran away from that place and lived comfortably and safely in Midian for 40 years. He was quite used to Midianite life as a shepherd. His plan was to finish his life there. So it wasn't easy for Moses to accept God's call. Not like Abraham, not like, not like Isaiah. Moses did not accept the call. Immediately, he resisted. His knee changed to, who am I? Verse 11 says, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Who am I? My friends, who am I is very different from Hinani. here I am. Those are two very different responses. Who am I meant? I cannot do it. I have no ability. I am too weak. I am too old. Eight times, Moses explained and tried to justify this. Who am I? People will not trust me. People don't know me. People will not listen to me. People will say that God never sent you. God never appeared to you. I'm not eloquent. I just can't. He continuously explained, who am I to do this? It was all focused on me, me, and me. To Moses, Egypt was a scary place. It was a dark place. Just thinking about it, Moses got depressed and became very dark. He had a very bad experience there. In Midian, he probably said to himself, I will never go back there. I'll never put my foot in that land. Egypt. Not only that, what God asked him to do was totally unrealistic. He can not see any possibility of doing what God asked him to do. I am 80 years old and all I have is a staff and people don't even know me. So when I go and tell them I came to bring you out of Egypt, they will not listen to me. You are crazy, they will say. And second of all, how can an 80-year-old man fight against the professionally trained Egyptian soldiers and bring them out? Would they easily let them go just because this old man said, I came to take them. He just can picture what he could do. We can completely identify with what Moses said. We also live with this question all the time. Who am I? Who am I? Considering all the challenges we face, we feel very powerless. Helpless and even hopeless. And we ask this question who am I to change anything? Like those who were oppressed in Egypt, there are so many people being treated unjustly and oppressed around us. The memory of the incident of George Floyd is still fresh. And yet, things continuously happen. When is it gonna end? Weak and powerless people are constantly abused and they're scared of living we see racism and sexism everywhere around us. Some people experience racism on a daily basis. Racism and sexism are so deeply embedded in our culture, we don't even know where to start to bring about changes. We feel totally powerless. So we ask this question, who am I? Several times I asked myself this question, walking on the street. What can I do? Who am I? It is a very natural response. But this question, even though it is natural response, this question locks us up in our small world and leaves leaves us there. This question prohibits us from seeing the bigger plan of God. This question limits us, puts a limit on us. And we don't see salvation there. My friends, there was another question Moses raised. And this question brought Moses out of the small world. And this is the question that made that made Moses Moses. That question was who are you? Who's asking this ridiculous thing? Who are you? he came out of his self-centeredness and started asking who that God was, asking him to do this ridiculous thing. The scripture says, If I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? So basically, who are you? With this question of who are you, Moses' dilemma and his life started being unraveled. He started moving into the world of mystery where the oppressed being liberated and the oppressors being struck down not by our power, but by the mysterious power of God. This question will open up many doors of new opportunity. As we start asking this question, we enter into God's world and get to know God. And by knowing God, we will change and he will open a new world for us. God answered Moses simply, I am. I am. I am who I am. The stories of the Bible unravel this divine I am. That's what Bible is. Explaining. Explains what this I am. Fills up. I am this. I am that. That's what Bible does. Job thought that he knew God pretty well. But he didn't really know God. The God he knew was only in his thoughts. He was a conceptual God and merely a religious God. God whom he mindlessly assumed in his thoughts. The idea of God that he had was just handed down to him from his ancestors. He just accepted that idea of God. What was really important to Job was not God, God self, but God who provided safety and prosperity for him. He was a functional God. God wasn't important. But what God does to me was important to Job. God was just a a functional God who provides good things for me and safety of my children and myself. After all the sufferings came upon him, Job said this. Truly the thing that I fear comes upon me, and what I dread befalls me. I'm not, a, I'm not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, but trouble comes. He thought he knew God, but he always lived with fear that all the good things of life may be taken away. He thought that he knew God. But he didn't. Through the process of all the sufferings he went through, God's I Am became clearer to him. He discovered what that I Am was. In the last chapter of Job, he confessed. Then Job answered the Lord I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Hear, and I will speak, and I will question you, and you declare to me, I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. He discovered who God truly was. Who are you is an important question. It is not a question you can do only with your brain. It is a question that arises from our experiences of life. It it comes from the core of our existence. Who are you? God will show us and reveal to us God's divine I am. From that point on, Moses entered into the mysterious world of the divine I am. He started understanding what that I am. Was, I am the rock, I am the fortress, I am the shield. Jesus also showed to us this divine I am. Jesus said, I am the shepherd, I am the door, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Jesus revealed that divine I am to us. By asking this question, who are you? Moses entered into a totally new world. The I am that was revealed in today's passage was that God is always on the side of the oppressed and listens to the outcries of those who are oppressed. The moaning of the oppressed is the moaning of God. God does not see our suffering through the windows. God jumps right into our suffering. Jesus showed that to us. He jumped into the suffering of those who are oppressed and marginalized. That was the cross. God invited Moses to jump into the suffering of his people. It was was not to make Moses' life difficult, but to save people from suffering and also save Moses from his fear. Ultimately, Moses became God's good friend. I envy that what Moses. I mean, this is what scripture says. Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. There was no one like Moses. He had this special privilege of meeting God face to face and talking to him like a friend. Don't you envy that? And then Deuteronomy says, Never since has there arisen a prophet in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. By asking, who are you? Moses was able to go back to the right beginning. Here I am. And he goes to Egypt. We start with hineni, and and as we experience our helplessness and hopelessness, we ask, who am I? But through the question of who are you, we discover God and come back to the original confession, hineni. That will be our last confession in this world, hineni. Here I am. Accept me, empower me, and send me. May God bless you with this message. Let us sing together.